everybody, and welcome back to Let's Talk About Thrones House of the Dragon Edition. Uh, with me, as always, is Anthony Lemos and uh, some guy who's going to be riding the gain wheel tonight, uh, Richard Gunther, because uh, he is in a place without a proper mute button. So know, uh, really. we're excited to have both of you here today. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm very excited to be talking about this episode, and I hope I don't sound too weird because I have a makeshift mobile recording kit here. It's a makeshift mobile setup. Do 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 do. Um. Okay. So we this episode is this episode is episode five mm-hmm. of the first season, and it is called "We Light the Way." I'm glad that uh, you noted uh, that because I did not this time. Um, I'm yeah. looking for it as we speak because I don't remember anything about it. I have a weird thing with this show. Is it's a good show, and I like the show. I don't remember anything about it. Just nothing. so that's really interesting, right? I, I I have that similar problem. Like I get totally sucked into the story, and then I'm reading through my notes, and I'm thinking, "Wow! Oh, right! Oh, yeah! Yeah! Yeah!" I think it's because we try so hard to keep figuring out what's going on on the show, uh, which is why I watch it with subtitles. I watch it with subtitles because I'm just like, I, yeah. I who, what, huh? So we're like focusing so hard. Uh, I'll just really quickly say that um, I'll give you a 30 second. I'll give you a 30 second plot thing, which is we start on a woman on a horse. We don't know who she is. Turns out she's Damon Targaryen's wife. She is dead really fast. Uh, and then, uh, Viserys, the king is looking worse and worse. Um, he goes on mm-hmm. a rather unglamorous voyage to, uh, Driftmark to propose a marriage between the slightly disgraced Rhaenyra Targaryen and Corlys Valerian. Um, they negotiate a little bit and they uh, are going to have the Rhaenyra and Lenor are going to have an open marriage. Uh, and then uh, Kristen Cole is like, I love you. And Rhaenyra is like back side piece. And uh, then some crazy stuff happens at the pre-wedding ceremony that we can talk about because um, there's the only thing that the Game of Thrones people like better than graphic rape is homophobic uh, murder. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, characters who exist in gay relationships only to be murdered, which I don't like. I mean, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. Yeah, th- this time it wasn't fueled by homophobia, though. Although it th- no, that, it that result. It's not direct homophobia, but it's more like there are a lot of times when black characters are set up in a show and given one great episode and then killed, or mm-hmm. has something tragic happens to them. This this reeked of that. This was like this wasn't a character like um, uh, Marjorie Tyrell's brother, who was a really active part of the show, and his lover was a very active part of the show. And then consequences happened. This was like shorthand for this guy was brought in, they made a point of him, and then he was out mm-hmm. in a really graphic, terrible way. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I guess we can get into it. Yeah. And then at the end, they, they get uh, married. Lenore and 
Yeah, Rhaenyra finally get married, and it's it's a it's a it's a shotgun wedding in an era pre shotguns. Yeah, and the most notable thing about this episode happened in the scenes from next week, which is that I don't know. Do we spoil scenes from next week? Of course we do, because they happened, right? Everybody no. gets bumped up in age to the new actors. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I big time somehow yeah. missed that. <laughs> oh, whoops! I spoiled Richard. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. okay. This, this was known. This is already yeah. known. We knew this was the last episode with the younger actress. Which is a actresses. shame. I miss. I'm going to miss them. However, son of David and Georgia Tennant coming to the show. Ty Tennant, second yep. generation doctor. You wow. got a doctor and the son of a doctor. It's pretty great. Yeah. He's going to play, I guess. Oh, okay, so. Yeah. Heyman. So should we start with in the, uh, in the veil? Well, just let's let's free. I hate the the I hate going chronologically. Just tell me what you think. Just tell me the moments that stuck out for you. For me, it was Rhaenyra and Lenore on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, her saying, you know, uh, using duck, roast duck and some other game fowl yeah. uh, as as a way to tell him that she knew he was gay. She didn't have plans to stay faithful to him either, but as long as they kept their secret amongst each other, then they would, you know, perform their duties uh, to the kingdom as required, and then they could maintain their own uh, 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 passions otherwise. I thought that was uh, very well written. I thought it was well acted, and I, I, I it was just, it was, it was a wonderful piece of we're going to say the obvious without saying the obvious. Like, do I have to say the words? Mm-hmm. And no, no, you didn't. And there was reference back to that at a later point. I forget who was talking to whom. Uh, well, I, I think it was him talking with his boyfriend. Am I correct? His boyfriend's name is Joffrey. Do I have that right? You are correct. All right. And... Someone and and I, I think he asked, oh, so which were you, the the duck or the other one? Which I thought was kind of entertaining. They referencing back to this analogy that they used. Yep, yeah, that was on uh, that was on Driftmark before they began their journey back to the Red Keep. I generally thought that the I mean that. That was an interesting turn. I thought the more compelling storyline here for me was seeing what I think of as the the rapid decline into the abyss of Sir Kristen. Yeah. Where never love a princess. Right? Where Don't be a poor man who loves a princess. <laughs> Just talk to Han Solo. And and he went from being like noble Sir Kristen to brooding, angry Sir Kristen. And about to take his own life, Sir Kristen. Crazy. Yeah. That's what Targaryens do to people. <laughs> they utilize them and to themselves and to themselves but they utilize uh, other people for their own benefit at, and like the way i mean at least rainiero was like reasonably nice about it where she was like oh buddy i can't do that 
Like, I, you know, it was never even an option. She was like, you are my uh, side chick. Yeah. It, uh, I, You're my Instagram hottie. Uh, and that's hmm. it. There. It's their relationship is one of those things. Like I, I was saying in an earlier episode, that I wanted to see how his story played out. And now that I've seen this part of it, and this isn't the end, but now that I've seen this part of it, like I already thought I was kind of done with his story. Like, okay, that's that's where you know when when he bedded Rhaenyra, I was like, okay, that's that's done. We know what's happening. And now it's time. like. Yeah, and and now it's now it's more like ah, uh, this is going to continue, and it's going to he he's worn through his welcome on on, on my uh, my draft of of who should be surviving this game of thrones. <laughs> Fair point. Um, yeah, he certainly uh, is an innocent man caught up in a game uh, that other people are playing for sure. But it's real interesting in the scenes from next week what those babies look like. Hello, uh, that's all I'm going to say about right. that. They don't look like Lenor's babies. <laughs> they, they look an awful lot like uh Coles. No, no, no. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Lee Anthony knows too much. Cool. Um I will say that uh I have really enjoyed I'm reading this uh on on um Audible. Uh I'm reading something that I can't remember the name of. It's that history of everything that comes, Fire and Blood, uh, the HBO tie-in edition of everything that comes before this story. I don't know where it ends because it's still going, but it has really helped me understand where all these people came from. Because, like, they talk about Aegon all the time. They talk about mm-hmm. sometimes Jaehaerys. They're, like, the the kind of the grandfather. But they don't talk about like anything else in between so you're just like when did that take place and when does this take place and i'm confused but so i highly recommend fire and blood if you want to understand things and so far they have not spoiled anything that might happen on this show and i bet because it's called the hbo tie-in edition they won't that would make sense so yeah that makes sense if you want something to listen to on long car rides this it's written as a history the way that tolkien kind of is a little right and I mentioned before that one of the accounts of Fire and Blood is from a uh, a, a dwarf named, I think his name's Mushroom. And we might have caught our first glimpse of Mushroom in this episode. Oh, right. That's yep. right. He was uh, he a was, reveler. He was present at the, yeah, he was, he was present at the pre, at the, the pre-wedding ceremony. That went so well. That's so, so well. let's dive into that a little bit. What actually happened there? I mean, there was a lot of like game of looks, right? I look here, you look here, we look here, we're figuring out who's who. And then um, Lanor's companion sort of oversteps, overplays his hand. Like, don't mess with anybody before y'all get married. Just leave it be. Right. He he, he tries to play the we can, we can all hold our secrets right. together card with Kristen Cole. And Kristen Cole is having... It, a bad absolutely day. zero of anybody else knowing anything more about his secrets. Right. Um, so he says, you know what? I'm going to eliminate one of the people that knows my secret. But, and he just <sighs> takes out Joffrey on the, in the middle of the floor out of the blue. While in, in graphic fashion. Yeah. <clears throat> while they played 
Joffrey's character in a way that I might argue was a little bit over the top and stereotypical, but perhaps suggested that he might in fact be scheming and what have you. He might have that kind of personality. I didn't get the impression that that was his intent, that his intent in talking with uh, Sir Kristen was not in a scheming manner, but to say, Hey, we're, we're both in the same situation here. Yeah, let's have each other's backs. But right. he did it in like a kind of a a jesting or th- not threatening, but like a, I know something about you. And uh, <laughs> uh, that was the singing right. version of Eminem. I don't know, but it is not good. Yeah. And um, that, that was from We Like the Way the Musical. That's right. That's what that was. Jane. But also, <laughs> but also uh, it came right after Kristen Cole is like so confused because like a little newborn babe in the political woods, he made the critical error of giving away his secret when the queen was looking for another secret. Mm, and again, what a brilliant scene. So oh. we have yet another conversation with Allison where she's asking one thing and the person she's talking to is thinking of something else. And it's the same situation that they're referring to as when Alicent and Renera were talking about it. Yeah. It was brilliant. It was yep. brilliantly written. Yeah. And their friendship yep. is increasingly complex, right? It's just like, it's so, uh, it's so impressive the way they're doing that friendship because they never quite turn on each other. They keep, they keep trying to not turn on each other. Uh, and, uh, even now, now will, whether that will hold into their adulthood, I don't know, but I, right. uh, that's, I think that's over. Yeah, now, as of now, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, right, because she wore which, the green dress. Uh, uh, right. That was a great line by um, the Clubfoot, right? What was his name? Strong. Yeah, Clubfoot. <laughs> Sorry, that's what they call him. Uh, this is the, yep. the, the master of whisperers or something. Laris. Laris. It's Laris Strong. Yeah. And he's like the yep. troublemaker. Um, he's the little foot. Ooh. He's the little foot. Yeah, exactly. Wait, was he, he injured uh, in the tourney and that's why he has a club no. foot? No. Okay. No, it's he just was born he's, with it. he's had a club foot since since he was born, yeah. So he listened. Uh he has a couple of great lines in this one. The the line about when one is not permitted to speak, one learns to um to observe. Yeah. Was amazing and he said that to the queen when he sowed the seed by telling her about the the tea. Mm-hmm. And then later on he spilled when the tea. The, yeah, when when the queen shows up at the wedding, the pre-wedding ceremony, uh, she comes in intentionally in the middle of the king's speech, as in as a way of gathering the attention of everyone in there. Which is the first time she's actually stepped out of the shadow and been her own woman and been like, you know what, I'm the queen. This is my time. Uh, and she shows up in that green dress, first time she's worn a green dress, and that's when good old Lara Strong mentions over to the the dude next to him and says, you know what, what the, uh, what color they light the high tower or what color they light the tower and high tower when they call the town, the the high tower. Yeah. When they call the banners. Yeah. They light it in green. It shines. Yeah. It shines green. And that is, 
that's a reference to the title or the reference the title of the episode is a reference to this moment. They're lighting the way. She's she's making a stand and she's like I'm I'm calling my banners. I'm who supports me and my son's claim to the throne. This that's what she's saying when she wears that green dress. Wow. And that's why the old town she's, she's drawing the line. That's why her uncle comes up to her and said we're behind you because he knew exactly what that meant. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, so when the scuffle breaks out, there's a bunch of chaos going on, and someone goes and rescues Princess Rhaenyra from the middle of the the group. Do you know who that was? No, I was wondering. Ooh. Nope. That was Harwin Strong, Laris's older brother. He is known as the Bone Breaker. Subtle. He is very strong. Very handsome and has oh very dark hair. So it's not Sir Kristen Cole. It's not Sir Kristen oh, Cole. Okay. Sir Kristen no, wait, Cole. No, wait. We, we has... better. Hey, we better mark this moment. This is like an actual spoiler. <laughs> go back. Let's go back. Let's make a little edit note. We actually just well, did spoil something. So let's well, not do that. Yeah, sure, but. We're we're not suggesting what that means, but we just laid the dots out. Okay, so we've got a a, a very big, strong guy who uh, looks like those babies look in the thing. All right, we're just gonna drop this whole line. Okay, so that oh, guy is the brother of Laris. <laughs> yeah, as the brother of Laris goes and rescues Rhaenyra, slings her over his shoulder like she's a sack of potatoes, which, to be fair, if it was the mm-hmm. King's Guard, that would have been very uncomfortable. Um, Damon was in there, uh, in the melee yeah. with her, and they were kind of looking at each other like the way you challenge a lover with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And she, she actually tells, she, she tells him, look, if, if, you killed your, or if, well, if, you, if you're no longer wed because your wife's dead, which is what happened in the first scene, and you want to take this forward, then now's the time, buddy. Then take me as your wife now. Let's do it. Like she challenges him, like you don't have the balls to do it. Yeah. And, and, and he runs away. He doesn't. Yeah. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't. Would have he the have if they hadn't had the punch fest? Ah. <sighs> I don't think he likes being challenged. Mm. Just like in the uh in the brothel when she turns around and starts advancing her own uh her own kisses on him and things like that is when he throws a fit and runs away. What a little So bitch. I don't like I don't think he likes not being completely in charge. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that he would have. I don't know huh. that that's how that would have turned out. Huh. All right. Um so So also uh King Viserys not looking so good. Oh wow. Like uh, every yeah, no. scene looking worse and worse and worse until he collapses. Yeah. Yeah. At the very end, he collapses. He, I mean, he, he had blood coming from his nose at the table when, when everything was going on, like all the craziness, the melee and everything else. Um, his, he's, he's literally he's melting in the he's grossest apart way as, possible. He, he's, he's dying a leper's death. Is that leprosy? It is. Ew. It is. All the signs point towards leprosy. Why? Yeah. How? Ew. That. So that that's a that's a that's a big question because it, leprosy is one of those diseases that's 
like contagious, but not super contagious if you're just like half careful about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh that's that's what I think. That's what I looked up, and that's what uh I I, I that's what my my th- feelings is that he's he's got leprosy and he's going to continue to fall apart. Gross. Yeah. Poor guy. Now we see him in the preview yeah. for the next episode, so we know he lives at least that long. But I don't think he's going to live much longer than that. Because if you saw the preview, woo-hoo. yeah, Mm-mm-mm. he looks like Vigo the Carpathian. <laughs> he, he looks like a rotten. Tom- <laughs> he, he looks like a rotten potato. Yeah, same thing. Like, yeah, it's not doing well at all. God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it it is interesting in this episode though. He does ask his new hand. How will the stories remember me? Hmm. And his new hand is like, and well, not everybody has to be remembered. <laughs> right. so, uh, right. Sometimes they're just people who live and then die, and they're the king. Like that was my favorite. Which, which looking at the histories, that's that's, that's how it's written. He was he's Viserys is basically like, eh, yeah, he was there. He was there. I mean, he look, added a name keeps, to the pile. He keeps living. He certainly doesn't just swan off and die because he knows what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right, but he's not... Like, he still hasn't really kinged at no, all. No, he this, consistently this makes the wrong decision each time. Like, in his wrong decisions, right. the wrong decision would be having a tourney before the baby's born, thereby destabilizing everything, not going after his brother, going after the Stepstones too late, allowing his brother the leeway to finish, marrying the wrong girl politically... Like, if you just decide marriage is not really for love and it's about uh, uniting kingdoms, he absolutely married the wrong young child. Uh, and then uh, keeps messing up his daughter with the relationship with his daughter, Rhaenyra, which is not just on him because she's a brat. A lot of bad decisions yeah. for one king. Yeah. Especially because I keep reading about his grandfather. <laughs> who makes all the right decisions. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Jaharis. Yeah. Yep. Mostly the right decision. Um, so yeah, that's uh that's uh, What what else did we miss in this episode? What else was big that we missed in this episode? I so, love the dresses. That's sure. just my lady, that's just my lady position. I love uh, the clothing. I I thought uh what was her name? Rhea? Rhea Royce, yeah. Lady Rhea Royce. Mm-hmm. Of, I thought her armor was immaculate. Yeah. Like, that was... And just gone too was, soon, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, we kind of expected that. And yeah. I don't I don't know. It's, yeah. Yeah. That was... That, but the, the set dressing for that was spectacular. Yeah. Just gorgeous. And also, and and we were we were made to think, according to Damon, that she was ugly, and she was not. No, ugly. men are such dicks about that. But also, like <laughs> a certain kind of men. Title. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> um, but also, like, uh, uh, it was so funny. I could tell it was Matt Smith by the way he walked. It was great because he has that like weird little like scarecrow walk where he's like burr, burr, deeper, burr, deeper, mm. and none of his like joints really work. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's Matt Smith. Like, not that it was a shocker, but it made me laugh because I was like, I could see him walking like the doctor. Yeah. Th- this was one of those episodes where uh, there weren't a lot of events that took place. There were a ton of these little conversations that really add to. I mean, there were two uh, murders. It, it really... Something happened. 
Uh, uh, fair. <laughs> but one of, them, one of them was right at the beginning, and there's not a lot to say other than Damon killed his wife. Yeah. Um, one happened and at one the, the end, end and was punchy. Yeah, although, uh, again, I am really loving the fact that a woman directed this episode. Mm-hmm. Because even with the bludgeoned face of Joffrey... Uh, we got a sense of how damaged he was and that he was dead mm-hmm. without getting a lot of the gore that might have been present in with other directors. Mm. For the sake of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the rat drinking the blood at the end during the wedding. <laughs> wow. You know what? It reminded me not of The Departed, which is how um, The Departed has a significant rat but all it reminded me of the Simpsons episode, The Debarted, which at the end of the episode, uh, you got, what's his name, Martin? And he pops up and he goes, the rat stands for obviousness. And that anytime I see a rat at the end of an episode, that's all I think about. The rat stands for obviousness. So that's great. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um what was wasn't the closing scene Alicent looking down or like finding and looking down on Sir Kristen? Do I have that right? Yes. What's the significance of that? He was about to sabuku himself. Okay. Is that the right is that the right word? I think it's sabuku. Where where, where he kills himself for Seppuku? honor. Yeah. Yeah, in honor, he lines. kills himself for honor, and she's like, nah, you belong to me now. Right. Right. That's that's what that was. That was Kristen Cole changing allegiances through forgiveness for his uh, his his uh, discretions from the queen. Mm. And, that, and that is not spoiler. That is my assumptions. That's how I read that scene, and I haven't seen anything online to to uh, tell me that I was wrong. So I'm assuming that's what that was. That's that's how it played to me. So. Yeah. And, you know, the queen having just called her banners, declared her... her that she's pissed. Independence, but, and she's going to yeah, advocate she, she for her, her own side. son. Right. Um, so she, she's, she's declared that her pawn is on the table for the Game of Thrones. And now... She goes and finds Sir Kristen Cole at the end of his wits, and she gives him a second chance. So now she has a champion. Um, yeah, it, it just it seems like she's she's already begun playing, and she's already begun gathering allies. Mm-hmm. That's how I took that. Okay, and this is this is the game we play. This is the the greens. Uh, the green team has been formed. The green the team has been picked, and she's she's chosen <laughs> her first green. her first player. And then, team wears all white and has blonde hair. So, hmm. All right. Um, and then the other thing that we didn't touch on was the weird uh, mini chess game of. The discussion of naming rights. Oh right, when, uh, when they go, it's just. I think that's all just a way of saying, like, remember when the king had all the authority and power, and now he has to get his ass on a ship, go to Driftmark. <laughs> Nobody's there to greet him. 
He has to trudge up all those stairs. And then Corliss is like, your first offer was better. Your first offer was better. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, sucker. Oops. Yeah, that was... They they went out of their way in this episode to show just how not in control the king was. Right. There were multiple situations where it set him up as the weak person. Yeah, he's dying of leprosy, apparently. Well, but not even that, but as in weak as in has no power. Yeah, Re- really sure. has has also, is not in control. Side note: one of my favorite jokes is this very subtle joke with the maester being like, "I will use the most archaic cure for your very simple illness," and the sub maester being like, "Would you like to use the actual effective thing?" And the maester's like, "No," like it's very like <laughs> he's like, "How about this poultice?" And then the sub maester being like, "Take this; it'll help him sleep." No, he needs leeches. Like okay. <laughs> That was yeah. That was really weird. Yeah, and it was not lost on me that the the maester that was brushed aside with the actual right answer that you know, the, or the, probably the right answer was the first I think black maester we've seen mm-hmm. in the show mm-hmm. as well. Not a shocker. So oh, cool. Um. So yeah, the, I mean, it it would be, but it, it kind of just it, uh, I don't know. I I read it as even in this world, even not within the writing. If you have darker skin, your scene is lesser. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of a, a meta play, um, not against uh, uh, dark skin people necessarily, but against at least the white um, supremacy of Corliss. the Targaryens. How about that? Yeah, like exactly. The, 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 the Cor- Corliss and his whole family. Yeah, The Targaryens are literally the most white supremacist supremacists you've ever seen with dragons. Like, let's not, around the bush here they're designed to be and they are yep yep yep, yep. okay any last so, yeah, thoughts vel- before we wrap this ish up because this to me uh, this we- episode had big big very uh big what's his name the king <sighs> varus no the the king what's the king's name viserys King, this had Viserys Targaryen's energy, like entropy. Things fall apart. Things spin out wider. Like things are out of control. And there's not a lot of young people energy in this because the young people were the pawns. So next week we shall see whose energy reigns. That's my final thought. Yep. All right. Um, last thoughts, Richard. I'm, um, This one took me by surprise. I think this is the first episode that took me by surprise. I, I, every, every episode prior to this, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I love where this is going. This one was like, holy crap, I didn't see this coming or I didn't see that coming. And, you know, whether it was individual things like, uh, with Joffrey or just like the, you know, I'm going to bring up both murders because both murders were kind of a surprise, including the fact that we didn't even really pay attention to the, the, the character or the person or the existence of Damon's wife. 
Yeah, as, it seemed pretty yeah. cool. As someone of con uh, of of concern, right? Right. She was just brought up kind of in passing. Oh, but you are married. And in past scenes where that's come up, nothing seemed important enough that, oh, well, she's someone that we're going to kill for a reason later down the line. So the things that transpired in this just completely came out of the blue for me, or I could say out of the dark for me, because the other thing I'm going to say is that, again, too damn dark. And I watched this, and then the next night I watched the most recent episode of Lord of the Rings, both of which had plenty of scenes that take place in dark places, and I could see everything just fine in Lord of the Rings. So I don't know what it is that they're doing, but help a guy out, because, geez. <laughs> Anthony, final thoughts. <laughs> uh, I loved it. I think we are done with the um, with the setup. I think... I think the setup for the entire series, regardless of how many seasons it goes, is done. And we've now vested enough into the character to see where the story goes. And I'm excited to see this week what's going to happen with uh, with the older actresses and how much time has passed. Because it's going to be five to ten years. Mm. And it's going to be interesting to see how things have changed since then. Man, think how few, think how few body parts the king will have left. That's that's true. That is very true. All right, uh, we 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 do have a couple of emails that have come in to uh, wait. Someone is listening to this show. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Did you write these? Did you write these yourself? I I did not, but I might might as well have. These are all all three of these are from Kent Fleur, who will actually be a guest on our show in two weeks time see what happens when see what happens when you you kind of put someone up to it you're like oh he should write in but he's not going to you said those words in the last episode and sure enough he did here's kent yep uh first of all lord corliss valerian is not dornish he wanted to point that out from a couple weeks ago because i made that mistake which we now all know he is not from dorn (laughs) he's from valeria or he is of valerian blood Yep. Um, and he also said, uh, baby Aegon is not Egg from the Duncan Egg stories. Jenny was on the right track, though, that Egg is Master Aemon's brother. Egg, you know, from Duncan yeah. Egg. That so was Master Aemon's brother. Yeah, from the, uh, from the wall, Master Aemon. Um, but she's also right that this story is a few generations too early for them. And finally, he, he's, this is his pedantic side. Sir is pronounced exactly the same as Sir. Martin uses the Sir S E R spelling from Old English. He spelled that with an O L D E, by the way, from Old English, but it's pronounced the same. So whenever we mention the knights, we should be saying Sir, which means we are probably all going to continue to say Sir, absolutely, just to piss Kent. No, off. no, no, no. I can't no. Wait so. to have Kent on the show. <laughs> No, no, no. I, A, okay, A, I'm excited that he's going to be, uh, I think, taking my place in one of the next two mm-hmm. episodes because I'm not going to be available to record. And he'll be a great voice on here. And also probably way more clued, not probably, absolutely way more clued in than I am. And B, I will absolutely pronounce it right now because I appreciate that. That's the kind of thing that... 
I can totally relate to. If somebody's mispronouncing something, it makes me crazy. I In the words actually- of Thor Odinson, all words are made up. Ah, whatever. I hate to bring it up, <laughs> I, but I appreciate knowing how to pronounce something. Thank correctly. you, so Kent. Thank, thank you, you, Kent. I will pronounce sir properly now. And I want to give a quick shout out to our patron. Yes, we have a patron. It's only one, but he's buying us drink every week. Uh, Mike McLaughlin, thank you so much for, for your patronage of this year little program. That guy is the best. Thank you much. We need more. We we need more of y'all. Yeah. Well. Yep. All right, Jenny. Where can people find more about you and the happenings that you have going on? Well, there's going to be a lot of happenings. Let me tell you what. J e n n i e j twenty three at twitter dot com. Uh, you should watch that space because stuff's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Richard, how about you? Uh, you can. You're on vacation for the next couple of weeks. Like, there's not going to be much coming out of you. Yeah, I know. I feel bad about that. I am uh, going to be on Twitter, though, and you can find me on Twitter at Richard Gunther. Probably you might find more on Instagram over the next couple of weeks, though, mm-hmm. and that is Richard W. Gunther on Instagram. There you go. And you can find me on Twitter at Ethan Kane, E-T-H-A-N-C-A-I-N-E. And you can find the show on Twitter at About Thrones. Yay. All right. That's it for us. Tune in next week when everybody's older and there's lots of babies. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe I believe next week we will have the one, the only, uh, that matters anyway, um, Sarah Lane as our Oh, great. Next week. Delightful. Fantastic. So, cool. Richard, Richard, we will see you in a couple weeks. And ladies and sirs, we uh. will s- speak to you on the next episode of Let's Talk About Food.